Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. Anybody in here exercise? Come on. I see Reuben over there exercises. Listen, I've been doing some extensive research and uh, I've been trying to figure out what's the appropriate time to rest between sets working out. Uh, for myself, it's a personal uh, uh, finding. Uh, I found that six months is a good time frame to rest between sets. But the twice or the two times a year that I do actually exercise, I actually eat better those days. See, see what I did in the morning is kind of like in my head, and I'm like, man, what I did in the morning, I don't want to mess up all the work that I put into it. I don't want to mess up what I did that morning. And so it makes me, or helps me make better life choices throughout the day, better eating and, and better everything. And so it's so important for us, and we're going to go through this, but it's so important for us to start every single morning with spiritual workout, with praying and reading our word and getting into it. I promise you when you do that, you make better life choices and better life decisions throughout every single day that you do that because you're not going to want to mess up what you did that morning. It's going to be in you. It's going to be in your head. And you're going to go, no, man, I'm not going to make this choice or this decision or do this uh, because I did all this work in the morning and that's in my head. And the days that we don't do it, it's easy to forget. Just like when I don't exercise, right to carbs, right to pizza, right to pasta, right to rice. It's just, it is what it is. I didn't do nothing that morning, so I don't feel so bad. It's so important. Early will I seek him. Early in the problem, early in the struggle, early in the season, early in the stage of life that we're in. It's good to get in the word early. If you have your Bibles, would you open up with me to Matthew 6? I'm going to be reading verses 9 to 13. And this is the Lord's Prayer. If you're taking notes, write that down. If you're writing in the chat, uh, write that in the chat, whatever you're doing. Uh, write that down. Throw some hands up emojis. Throw some fire emojis. This is the Lord's Prayer. It says, the disciples said to Jesus, teach us how to pray. And Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven. Pause. If he wanted us to pray alone, he would have said, my father in heaven. Jesus said, our father, it's a corporate thing. That's why it's so important for us to be in the building. I don't know about you. I don't know if you like church online or whatever for the last five months. It is the worst. It's good to be around our brothers and sisters. It's good to be around people that are going to encourage us and help us to keep us going. That's why it's so important for us to get back in the building. Our father, don't get used to doing church at home pancake syrup running down your chin in your pajamas get in the building our father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread stop we're going to stop right there we're going to pause we're going to park it right here on this verse we're going to dissect this verse we're going to go through three parts of this verse give us this day our daily bread give us this day, our daily bread. Give us 
this day our daily bread. Again, I've been saying it already for the past however many minutes I've been talking. I'm Italian. I love this verse. I, this is an Italian that can take this verse literally. God, I want my bread every single day. All you gym goers, you say gym is life. Jesus is with me. We say carbs are life. Every day. So we're going to break this down. Three sections. Give us this day our daily bread. We're going to talk about the what, the when, and the who. Ready? Real quick, let's pray. Holy Spirit, I thank you for this moment. I pray that you come into this place. We invite you into this place, wherever we are in the room or online. And we want to have an encounter with you that will long outlast this moment. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Give us this day our daily bread. Amen. Part one, give us, this is the what. Give us, it's us asking God the Father. The what is a prayer, it's a request, it's a petition, it's a position, it's a confession, it's actually admitting that we have a need. There's humility here. There's vulnerability here. There's weakness here. It's like, it's like a little baby bird asking mom, chirping, asking mom uh, for help for something that they need. It's actually like a cry for help. God, give us. This prayer, this Lord's prayer was never meant to be remembered or repeated and recited and memorized and said in some monotone kind of voice and rushed through just to get through it. This is a life or death situation. God, give us the bread we need to sustain us, to get us through what we're going through. It's a distress call. It's an admittance, an acknowledgement of our brokenness and our ultimate dependence on him. God, give us, please, God, give us. We need, we can't live without you. We can't do this on our own. Uh, we're nothing without you. We acknowledge and declare our utter dependence on you. The what is interaction? It's our side of communication with God. Any relationship without communication is dead. Even when we don't know what to say in any situation, God, give us. We need you. The what is a, the difference maker. See, God responds when we call on him. Second Chronicles 7, 14. If my people would humble themselves, God, give us and pray. God, give us and seek my face. God, give us and turn from their wicked ways. Then, 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 then. I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. There's a promise on the other side of the prayer. God hears, God forgives, God heals, God moves when we pray. God give us. The what is trust. It's admitting that we trust him. I mean, it's actually an act of worship. It's an active declaration of faith uh, that our God can provide everything that we need. You wouldn't seriously, I mean, if you really knew me, you wouldn't seriously ask me for a million dollars because you, do, you know I do not have that. The reason why we ask God for anything is because we believe that he can provide what we're asking for. We're saying that we believe that our prayers actually don't just stop at the ceiling, but they actually go all the way up to heaven, to the throne of grace, and he's actually hearing and he cares about what we're going through. And whatever he's done in the past, 
Anybody believe he can do it again? Whatever he did then, he could do now. Whatever he did there, he could do here. Whatever he did for them, he could do for us. We believe that he can do it for us. God, give us. Part two. Give us this day. This is the when. Every day I drive my kids to school. I drive to work. I drive back to the school to pick them up. We drive home. Every single day, that's our routine. Uh, we, I drive the same exact uh, routes. Uh, it's the same places. It's the same car, same highways. Every single day, though, I turn on Waze. I turn on my GPS app to figure out the best way on how to get where I'm going. Same routes, same car, same kids, same me, different day. I, I, I look at what's happening that day because something that happened yesterday may not happen today or something that's happening today didn't happen yesterday. And so I'm looking to get, uh, find the best route to get where I got to go without traffic and without potholes and without police. <laughs> every single day, I drive these routes, yet every single day, I turn on my GPS. Same car, same me. Same starting point, same destination, different day. Give us this day. Same me, different day. Same us, different day. Check this out. One day uh, I was driving home and I stopped at the supermarket. We had uh, some people coming over. Um, I don't think it was that day. It was one of those days that we were going to make pizza and we we're going to have everything. We're doing a big Italian uh, feast. And uh, I'm driving home from the, 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 the store and I notice I'm driving in the car, and I notice that there's uh, uh, some oil dripping on my leather seats. And I'm driving on the highway, and I'm looking over, and I see the oil spilling, and I can smell it. And I'm like, what in the world? And I go through the bag while I'm driving, and I, I pick out this quart-sized container full of roasted peppers, bathing garlic, swimming in oil, and the thing was broken, and it's leaking out. And I was just having a bad day. Everything was like I was running late for everything. It just wasn't happening that day. And so I was really frustrated. And I was like, man, what am I going to do? I had to make a decision. Don't judge me. I got this brilliant idea, not so much, to throw it out the window and just get rid of it before it made a mess everywhere. And so in my frustration, in my anger, because I'm like, man, now I'm not going to have roasted peppers. And that is a critical part of an Italian meal. And so uh, I, I'm like, man, I got to get rid of this. And so quickly I hit the window button and I throw this thing so hard out the window only to realize I hit the wrong window button and it hits the window, explodes everywhere. Oil, I mean, hit the ceiling and dripping onto my forehead and down my face and all over my clothes. Angry is not the word. And I get home, and my beautiful youngest daughter, Isabella, opens the door and says, Daddy, 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 Daddy. I'm like, what? She goes, Daddy, can, can we go to the mall? Can we make cookies? Can we play Fortnite? Can we play Mario Kart? Like, like all these things just sh shoots it at me, and I'm like, ah, go away. See, we were sharing the same day, but we weren't having the same day. I, I was having a throw in the white towel, raise the white flag. She was having a go to the mall and make some cookies kind of day. We were sharing the same day, but we weren't having the same day. We all share the same day. 
we don't all have the same day. But we do share the same God who knows exactly what each of us needs to provide for the day that each of us individually are having. See, my bread will be different from your bread and your bread will be different from her bread and her bread will be different from his bread. And every day will be different all around. Same us, different day. See, your provision will match your day. As your day gets tougher, your provision will get stronger. The old you eating the old bread isn't enough anymore. You've grown, your struggles have grown. God knows the meal you need this day. God will feed you according to the day that you're having. You're stronger today, so you need a different kind of meal to sustain you. And he knows the recipe. New day, we need new direction for the day that we're in, the moment that we're in, the struggle that we're in, the season that we're in, the stage of life that we're in. It's not what we needed 10 years ago. That was great for them when we first got saved. He provided what we needed then, great, but he continues to provide what we need every single day if we would just ask God, give us this day. I mean, do you believe that he has what you need for the moment that you're in? Does he believe that you have what you need for 2020 and whatever's coming next, 2021? Who knows what, I mean, aliens are about, like, who knows what's coming next in this crazy year? The God that saved me then has the same resources to save me now his resources are adequate for the day that I'm facing. And listen, I can't fight this battle with yesterday's bread. I can't fight this battle with tomorrow's bread because I don't even have it yet. I need this day's fresh bread. Now check this out. Check this out. This day's bread can help me with whatever happened yesterday. This day's bread can help me with whatever's happening today. This bread can even prepare me and get me ready for what's about to happen tomorrow. But we need this day's fresh bread. Not no moldy old, crusty old bread from yesterday. We need this day fresh, hot bread. We can't rely on what got us here to keep us here. Listen, I want to be better than yesterday. Anybody want to be better than yesterday? I want to be a better man than I was yesterday. I want to be a better leader than I was yesterday. I want to be a better father than I was yesterday. I want to be a better son than I was yesterday. I want to be a better brother than I was yesterday. I want to be better in every single aspect of my life than I was yesterday. And so I have to go to God and say, God, I want new things for today. I need a new word, new direction, new instructions, new wisdom, new grace, new bread. And God will provide. Now, now I'm going to tell you a secret. It doesn't always come packaged like you think it would. The packaging might be different than what you thought it should come like. Sometimes like we get the bread and we're like, God, what is this? I wasn't expecting this. This is not how it's supposed to look. I was praying for this. Why am I getting this? Check this out, Numbers 14. Israel's about to enter the promised land. Like, like they're right on the border. They're right on the cusp of receiving everything that God promised them. They left Egypt, they've been walking in the desert, it's been 18 months, and God split the Red Sea, and he got water from a rock, and uh, bread from heaven every morning which, uh, for breakfast, which we're going to talk about uh, in a bit. Meat every night for dinner, sandals ain't run out, cloud by day for shade, fire by night for warmth. And before they cross into the promised land, they come with this brilliant, stupid idea to send some spies into the promised land so that they would tell them what they thought as if what they thought mattered if God said it, what is, right? What does it matter what man thinks if God said it? 
But they say, hey, we're going to send 12 spies over into the promised land. And you guys go in there and you tell us what you see. Well, the guys go in the promised land. Ten of them get scared and run back. And they tell the rest of Israel, the millions of Israelites, about their bad day. They told everyone they couldn't move forward. They're too small. They're too weak. They can't win the fight. Let's go back to Egypt, back to slavery, back to bondage, back to our past. Ten of them saw it one way, but two of them saw it differently. Numbers chapter 14, verse 6. Joshua and Caleb, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes, and they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. For they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Ten of them saw a bad day. Two of them saw a good day. Ten of them saw a red light. Two of them saw a green light. Ten of them saw death. Two of them saw life. Ten of them saw obstacles. Two of them saw God's promises. Ten of them saw defeat. Two of them saw God's victories. Ten of them saw walls and giants. Two of them saw milk and honey. Ten of them saw an empty table. Two of them saw bread. Ten of them saw uh, they, that their dark and slave past was better. Oh, two of them saw that the future is brighter. Ten of them saw an impossible situation. Two of them saw nothing is impossible with my God. Ten of them saw how big their problems were. Two of them saw how big their God is. See, sometimes it just doesn't look like it's going to be your day. Sometimes the bread comes wrapped in a problem, wrapped in a giant, wrapped in a battle, wrapped in a bad report, wrapped in a bad day. Give us this day, this day. The enemy will try to get your eyes focused on the wrong things during the day. The enemy's hoping that if you see the walls and the giants... As you focus on the problems and see yourself as too small and too weak and if you started to listen to everybody else say you can't do it, you can't move forward, you'd end the day, pack it up right there and go home. So the enemy wants you to backtrack to what you used to do and who you used to be. The enemy doesn't want you to have a good day. The enemy doesn't want you conquering today. The enemy doesn't want you uh, enjoying the milk and the honey and the bread and the exceedingly good land. He doesn't want you to have a great marriage. He doesn't want you having great finances. He doesn't want you to have great relationships. He doesn't want you having great health. So he gets you to focus on the wrong things so that you backtrack and go back to what you used to do. But not us. Who how? Not us. Nope. We're going to focus on the one that provides for us, that, that has everything that we need to sustain us through the day that we're having, whatever the day looks like. And you remember that whatever the enemy shows you, you remember God's not with them, that God's with us, that God promised us, that God's providing for us, that God's leading us. I mean, why would we ever worry? Do you really think he would ever lead you where he can't feed you. He knows exactly the day that you're facing and has exactly what you need to conquer it. If we really believe that, we'd start seeing things through, the, through God's eyes and the way he sees them. See, see, people will see problems, but we're going to see bread. 
People are going to see walls and giants and money problems and kid problems and sick problems and, and any other problems. We're going to see milk and honey. We're going to see exceedingly good land. We're going to see bread. We're going to see God's provision. We're going to see God's hand. We're going to see God working things out for our good. Don't look at the problem. Look up and get ready to eat. Oh, what a day. Oh, happy day. I mean, this day. Come, any, anybody remember that song? This is the day. This is the day. Come on. Hey. I will rejoice and be This is the day. Oh, keep going. No. This is the day that the Lord has made. This day. Man, he never said it was going to be a sunny day. He never said it was going to be a beach day. He never said it was going to be an easy day. He said, this is the day that I made, and we will be glad in it. Man, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of victory. Today is the day to take back anything the enemy's stolen from you. Somebody say, today is the day. Today is the day. Today is the day we move forward and walk into the promised land. Oh, this day. Give us this day. Part three, our daily bread. The who. Give us this day our daily bread. Daily bread, not just Sunday bread, everyday bread. Not one day bread, everyday bread. Somebody say everyday bread. What Jesus is referring to is not just physical bread. He's actually using a physical manifestation to convey a theological truth. He's comparing it to an Old Testament story in Exodus 16 when the people of Israel left Egypt after 400 years of slavery and were walking in the desert and started complaining about the lack of food and saying, man, at least back in Egypt, we had plenty to eat. And God said, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. God was the first one to say, I'm going to make it rain. <laughs> the people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. This day, the people will be filled with bread, not just scraped by, but filled. Two million plus people, enough for everyone. Remember uh, when mom said, don't fill up on bread? God's good with it. He's like, come on, you can fill up on all the carbs that you want. I say, amen. Every morning there will be a dew on the ground on the desert floor. Bible says thin flakes like frost. And Moses said, they're great. <laughs> no, guys? Frosted flakes? Come on. Dad jokes, dad jokes. Exodus 16, verse 15. When the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, what is it? Now, I did some uh, uh, digging here. I mean, I actually, like, went back. Uh, uh, like, I was, like, wondering, like, why would they say that? Why would they say, what is it? So I, I wanted to study this in great, great length. I went back to the original Hebrew, and I found the answer. The reason why they said, what is it, is because they did not know what it was. Moses explains, it is the bread of the Lord. It is the bread the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. 
Everyone is to gather as much as they need. Take an omer, which is a certain amount, for each person you have in your tent. The Israelites did as, as they were told. Some gathered much, some little. And when they measured it by the omer, the one who gathered much did not have too much, and the one who gathered little did not have too little. Everyone had gathered just as much as they needed. Then Moses said to them, no one is to keep any of it until the next day, this day's bread. However, some of them paid no attention to Moses. They kept part of it until morning, but it was full of maggots and began to smell. It's like an Insta story, only lasts 24 hours. The people of Israel called the bread manna, which means what is it? Daily bread. Now, when Jesus tells us to pray, give us this day our daily bread, he's talking about far more than just physical bread. He's talking about our everyday needs. God says, I supply it, you gather it. The bread fell outside the tent, not in their mouths. They actually had to go outside the tent and put in the work. It wasn't pray, give us this day our daily bread, and then we could sit on the couch and watch Netflix all day and think God is going to fill the bank account and fill the, the refrigerator. Like, we got to actually do something. Uh, you got to work. Proverbs 14, 23 says, hard work always pays off. Mere talk puts no bread on the table. When he says, pray, give us this day our daily bread, he's talking about far more than just physical bread. He's talking about God's family. 1 Corinthians 10, 16, the bread which we break, does it not mean that in eating it we participate in and share a fellowship, a communion in the body of Christ? It's a body. We need to come together. It's how we function correctly and are healthy. If you've ever seen Criminal Minds, you would know that detached body parts are gross. You need God's people in your life. That's why we have things like connect groups or small groups. That's why we do growth track. We need people in our lives. Hashtag, as soon as we're all allowed back in the building, everybody get back in the building. Whether or not you have a physical family, God wants you to be part of his family. The church, it's a place of fellowship, a place of communion. See, the enemy wants you to be home alone, all by yourself, tucked in a corner, saying nobody likes me, nobody wants to play with me, nobody understands what I'm going through, nobody's been through what I'm going through. The enemy wants you isolated because that's what, when you're at your weakest, but that's why we have things like connect groups and growth tracks and all those other stuff so that we have strength in numbers, so that we link arms with each other and we make sure we're strong enough to get us through what we're going through. So get with people that are life-giving and joy-filling, that are going to celebrate you and cheer you on. We need each other to survive, and not just survive, but thrive, to grow healthy. The Bible says iron sharpens iron, which means that iron by itself is dull. I promise you life alone is dull. I need you. You need me. We're a happy family. Anybody thank God that... Barney was canceled. <laughs> when he says pray, give us this day our daily bread, he's talking about far more than just physical bread. He's talking about spiritual food. Deuteronomy 8.3, people do not live by bread alone. Rather, we live by every word that comes from the mouth of God. You don't just need physical nourishment to live. We need spiritual nourishment to have life. God speaks and life. He's talking about the word of God. Open up his words, spend some time with him, speak to him, get to know his voice. It's his guidance that gets us through each 
day. It's the GPS for the day. I want his will for my life, nothing more, nothing less. Well, God's will is found in God's word. When you open up your Bible, God opens up his mouth. Manna means what is it? We should open our Bibles every morning and say, God, what is it that you're saying to me? What is it that you want to avoid, uh, want, want me to avoid today? What is it that you want me to do today? We should open it up and say, God, what is it? And then listen for the answer. Oh, because when God speaks, I don't know if you remember that story in the Bible. There was a guy who was, his daughter was sick and he leaves his daughter and he goes, finds Jesus. And he says, Jesus, my daughter is sick. And Jesus says, great, I'll go with you. And he says, no, just say the word. Because when you speak, healing happens. When you speak, miracles happen. When you speak, life it is breathed out into things that may look dead. Man, when you speak, powers release. When you speak, chains are broken. And you can say, but I done read the whole Bible already. And I could say, man, that's awesome. And that was great for then. Like, is that really where you want to get stuck? Is that as far as you want to go? Or do we want new things because this day's a new day? Do we want to keep growing? Do you want to stay there? Are you kidding me? That was great for then. But we got to continue the, com the conversation. Continue the communication because God's got new stuff for us. And maybe sometimes, may maybe just maybe like sometimes we need the daily bread for someone else. Someone else is having a bad day, and they need the daily bread that we got for the day that they're facing. I always say that uh, this Christianity, this life, is not about us. It's always about someone else. And so maybe just maybe the verses that I read in the morning, I'm going to talk to somebody at the job or on the street or wherever, and God's going to deposit something in me that, I mean, of course it's going to bless me because it's the word of God, but man, it might be just what somebody else needs. And maybe just maybe... Man, it's just good to be reminded. It's just good to be reminded. It's, it's good to get in the word and be reminded of all the promises of God. Like, it's good to be reminded that I'm more than a conqueror. It's good to be reminded that I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm, it's good to be reminded that he's for me and not against me and that he's with me and he'll never leave me nor forsake me. Like, sometimes it's just good to be reminded that when I'm tired, I could call on him. I can get in his presence and I can get the strength that I need for what I'm going through. Give us this day our daily bread. Lastly, closing arguments. When he says pray, give us this day our daily bread, he's talking about far more than just physical bread. He's talking about himself. Manna, what is it? Actually, the question is, who is it? There's so many comparisons between manna, the bread, and Jesus. Both mysteriously came from heaven. Both were for everyone. Both were gifts from God. Both given to the hungry. People had to make choice, a choice and go get it. People said, what is this? To Jesus, they said, who is this? Jesus chose bread to represent his sacrifice in communion. The bread represents his body that was broken, that he died for us, and all that he did for us. And every time we eat the bread and we drink the juice, we're reminded of how much he loves us. And the sacrifice he made so that we can have eternal life with him. Jesus said, John 6.35, I am the bread of life. So after all this, after everything I just said, isn't it what we're after really just the person? Like so many times we go after the provision, but man, if I get the person, the provision comes 
with it. So in the end, don't we just want Jesus? Man, give us this day Jesus. I just want the person. Give me Jesus. He has enough for everybody. He will rain down from heaven to get us through this day and every single this day that comes our way. Give me Jesus. You, you ever see babies ask for something and they, they reach out their, their, their hands and, and they're opening and closing their, their, their fists and they're going, give me, 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 give me. Man, all we want is Jesus for every moment, for every struggle, for every stage in life, for every season. Give me Jesus. I mean, if we ask for bread, what father would give us a stone? He knows what we're asking and he knows what we need. Give me Jesus. I believe if he could provide for the birds, he'll meet all our needs according to his great riches of his glory. And he can do all I can think or ask or imagine. Give me Jesus. I'm going to seek him first and all the other things that you know I need will be provided. Give me Jesus. I ain't worried. I'm not afraid. Give me Jesus. I can't do this on my own. Give me Jesus. For everyday guidance and direction, give me Jesus. For fellowship with my brothers and my sisters, give me Jesus. For provision to sustain me, give me Jesus. For wisdom, give me Jesus. For every giant that comes in my way, for every wall that stands in front of me, man, give me Jesus. For every negative report, give me Jesus. For my joy, give me Jesus. For my family, give me Jesus. For my kids, give me Jesus. For my marriage, give me Jesus. For my finances, give me Jesus. This year, 2020 elections, man, give me Jesus. For my sanity, give me Jesus. For my country, give me Jesus. For my who, for my what, for my when, give me Jesus. For my where, for my why, for my how, give me Jesus. To do what he's called me to do, give me Jesus. To be who he's called me to be, give me Jesus, give me Jesus, give me Jesus. Give me Jesus, give me Jesus, give me Jesus. I know this year has been crazy, but if I could be honest, it's caused me to slow down. I was doing too much, I was exhausted, doing awesome things for God, but I don't know how much I brought God with me on some of the stuff. Doing things that I grew up learning how to do that I could do with my eyes closed, and I was like, and something that this year taught me as hard as it's been, and I'm sure it's going to get worse in a couple weeks, whatever way you go, I'm not making any declaration, whatever way you go, people are going to be mad. But man, as a church, can we just say, give me Jesus? For whatever happens, give me Jesus. For all the roles that God's entrusted me with as a dad, as a brother, as a son, as a, a, a pastor, as a leader, as a humanitarian, whatever, like all, as a man, as a single man, as a single dad, all that stuff, like, give me Jesus for all these roles. Because I don't want to do another day. I don't want to do another sermon. I don't want to do help another person on a park bench or another, like, I don't want to do none of that stuff if Jesus is not. So we're going to pray. Uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to do this or not, but if anybody's in the room and, and you don't know Jesus, anybody online, you don't know Jesus, and, and you want to say, man, I've been going through it, and I can't do this anymore on my own, and you want to say, give me Jesus, I'd love to pray for you.
And so if that's you right now, here in the room, you bow your head, you close your eyes, there, wherever you are watching, uh, in the car, at home, whatever it is, man, just repeat after me. Father God, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for forgiving me. I give you my whole life. I tell you I don't want to do this life without you. And I'm declaring today that from this day forward, I'm going to say, give me Jesus. I give you my whole life. I surrender all and trust you as my Lord and Savior. And for the rest of us, would you just, wherever you are, you can stand, you can sit, but would you just raise your hands? God, God I, just, I just ask you, 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 you've called us into work for you, whether it's in ministry or in the job, we're on this earth to serve you. And as Christians, all the roles that you've given us as moms and as wives and husbands and brothers and sisters and parents and all, grandpa, all that stuff, God, we just declare our utter dependence on you. We, we humble ourselves and we say, God, give us. God, give us. God, give us. This day, whatever day that we're having, whatever season we're in, whatever struggles that we're in, every single day will be different. And we want to declare that every single day we're going to start our mornings off saying, God, give us this day. Give us this day. Give us Jesus. Because we don't want to continue without you. Strengthen us. Help us to go throughout the day. And help us to be that testimony for somebody else so that whatever we face this day could help somebody tomorrow. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray. Everybody say amen. Everybody shout, give me Jesus. One, two, three, give me Jesus. Come on. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God, love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com slash give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.